0: It's time for the Man Up Podcast. Hello. Hello! A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys.
1: Alrighty.
0: So get ready for a spiritual, motivational, and fun experience as we explore issues unique to the spiritual leader in all men. Oh, yeah. Get ready to Man Up
2: All right. Hey, welcome everybody. Hey, this is Man Up Podcast number 52. That means we've been uh, on the air uh, broadcasting for a whole year. So let's break out the bubbly. We don't actually have any here, though. So, <laughs> uh, hey, welcome everybody. My name is Bill Cox, and we are so glad you're here. And where is here? Well, here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sherland, Texas, which is right outside of Houston, which is in the state of Texas, in the U.S. of A. So we're so glad you're here. What we do, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, and we call this an oasis for men to just come and deepen their faith and understand this. We don't want to change men's lives. What we want to do is we want to add a little faith perspective to your life. Think of it this way. You are out there as a man every day, busting it, building yourself bigger. Think of it as like a barrel. You're making the strength of that barrel. But what are you doing on the inside? Not much. So that's what we do here. And because we're not pastors, we're trying to bring it to your level and with different viewpoints. And that's what we do. And one of our members brought that up, and i stole it from him, from Mr. Kyle Trahan, who was uh, on the podcast, the Seven Principles of Success podcast with Josh Kangley. So we're going to have him talk about that in a little bit, um, about What he said, his experience, maybe what he learned on that. And we like those interviews because that gives you a chance to find out a little bit more about the panel that we have here. And let me go into what we'll be talking about today. We're in the study, Six Battles Every Man Must Win. And it's a book by Mr. Bill Perkins. And we are on the battle number Five. five which is fight for your friends. Hey, thank you, panel. Third grade math was the hardest three years of my life. So, uh, <laughs> Fight for your friends, fellas. <clears throat> and the panel that we have here today is, and I'm going to go around the room, I'm going to introduce them, and then we'll, I'll let them uh, introduce themselves so you can uh, kind of uh, put a voice with a name and what they do. And I'm going to start out with... Uh, the professor. He's a world-class trainer but just changed jobs so I don't know what rank that job is. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koschew. Well I used to say fortune whatever but now I mean now he's with a different company I have no idea so anyway. It's it's a a fortune fortune company. It's a a company in fortune so Uh, we're so glad he's here though. And our resident policy writer our resident intellectual. You can't have a program without it. But he's also a gambler. So uh, you got to have a little vice. So Mr. Steve Titch is here with us. And right across the table, just in case our gambler gets out of line, we have an attorney who's also a prosecutor. We call him the judge. Mr. Michael Cropper is here. And our deacon, he's also an insurance guy, but he's also the celebrity of the group because he's the one that did the interview first Mr. Kyle Trahan my name is Bill Cox and I'm basically a salesman but I'm a writer and actor and I'm a believer that men are leaders and you lead in your circle of influence whether it's just your family or in your work or just your neighborhood and we want to make sure that you are well equipped to be a leader of faith. And with that, I want to go ahead and uh, go around the room. And But, oh, before I start, let's turn over real quick and uh, talk to Mr. Kyle. And uh, we have this uh, interview, I guess, posted on the Man-Up Facebook page. But it's also, I saw it on the uh, Hello, My Name is Josh.com. Website, you're the lead on that too. He's got uh, your picture and everything. So, uh, and with that, I'll go ahead and I'll turn it over to uh, to Kyle. To tell us about your interview. Do you realize I had a
0: picture out there? Yeah, That's adding to my celebrity <laughs> status. You know? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So really, really an interesting thing. You know, um, you know, it's rare that you get interviewed. Right. You know? Sometimes somebody will say, "Tell us a little bit about yourself," but uh, an interview is just something a little bit different. And, um, you know, so we were able to talk about Man Up, um, you know, what our basic focus is. Like you said, it's just a, a way for guys to get together and learn about God and uh, principles and bounce ideas off of each other. And, uh, you know, looking forward to our our future, as you said, 52 podcasts, which is just Amazing, Still,
2: amazing that we Mind-boggling
0: that. was right. my thought of, you know, this little goofy thought we had a year ago has actually been a year now. Well, you know, one of the uh, uh, comments
2: that I've gotten about this, um, about the podcast from what people have uh, listened, in, and they said they liked the fact that it was real and that it was guys that aren't preaching down to them. We're just varied guys that are discuss, discussing the issues and they felt like they could engage more so that's been one of the real positive comments that uh, that I've heard so hey glad you had that experience and gonna go around the room and introduce everybody and uh, the guy who's working but I'm not sure where uh, <laughs> Robert Koshu welcome glad you're here say hi to everybody.
3: Well, I, I, hi I actually can not tell you uh, I work for the fourth largest credit um, bureau in the credit, credit union. union. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm still getting all the terminology <laughs> right, coming from a financial services company to a credit union world, but the largest one in the city of Houston, TDECU, and I'm a senior talent development and specialist there now, so doing a lot of. Instructional design. So that's my new world, but that's not why we're here. What does that stand for? TDCU. TDECU used to be. It started out as the Texas Dow Employees Credit Union. That's started in 1955 when five guys got together and loaned a buddy money, loaned a friend of theirs money to buy a refrigerator, and kind of grew from there to be. The fourth um, largest one in the state of Texas. A big so.
2: refrigerator you could buy now. Yep.
3: Well, and well, how uh, t- big t- being, they they are the named sponsor mm-hmm. for my schools my that I'm an alumni of football stadium TDECU Stadium on the campus of the University of Houston. Matter of fact, kind of a running joke in the building now is that everybody realizes that I'm the guy that showed up and had their stadium picture in my demo PowerPoint. And the picture was from my personal collection.
2: (laughs) All right, well, all right. Enough about jobs. uh, um, friendship. So,
3: friendship is is one of those things. And guys, girls have more friends than we do. Right. Then you get into what's happened with, and I'm going to use the air quotes here, friendship over the last five to ten years. great example, I put out that I changed jobs on LinkedIn, my professional connection and then a little more fun one on my Facebook page that I changed jobs. I have 300-ish friends on Facebook how many of them are truly my friends? Um, You guys in the room, because I know we're all friends on Facebook Right. a couple of guys at my old job a couple of ladies from my old job that I'm friends with
2: Oh easy killer. And come on now.
3: But but that's it. Now, go back, dial back. How many of those friends on Facebook, even the ones who were more casual, can I really sit down and have serious discussions with?
4: Better better yet, how how many can you depend on if you need help? One? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's what yeah. the lesson and, goes and, into. And and this right.
3: is one of the yeah. this lesson gets to the heart of one of the challenges men have. Yeah.
2: Right, I would agree is with that. to
3: develop mm-hmm. true friendship and true connections, because we all learned growing up, you know, suck it up, suck it up, mm-hmm. suck it up.
2: <laughs> right, right. Good you
3: deal. know, and I don't share. So this great lesson. It's going to be a great discussion.
2: Steve Titch, good to see you again, my man.
3: Hello, um, this... Uh, the, the chapter
1: is titled Fight for Your Friends, and Perhaps the uh, one, of, one aspect of it is fight for the time <laughs> to have friends. Oh, no and, question and about it. We, we, you know, dis- we had a good discussion on su- su- Sunday and I think we just basically broached the, 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 the topic. But um, as, as Robert's saying, my, my closest friends all kind of go back to high school. Probably the guys in this room i have had the closest friendships with since then, which is, which is, in some ways, kind of a sad comment. Um, I either got friends who knew me from high school, or friends who know me from the last couple of years, who I really feel comfortable being around, um, and 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 that's the the latter is because of the church life. Um, but this is, I think, this is this is a an increasing problem it is a problem with men and I think because we are pulled in so many directions have so many priorities, so many demands on our time not and it's not frivolous, I'm not saying we're all from um, binging Netflix, we, we got jobs, we got family, we got responsibilities uh, and, and the, unfortunately the thing that gets cut out is your personal friend time because you tend to feel, you know, you feel it has to be sacrificed. And um, there are times personal sacrifices in order, certainly this, but I think as men we've got to be very careful about uh, taking a, taking this, taking the idea of friendships and relationships outside of our family, um, outside of our work, and not giving them the attention they need, we would need them as, because, because they, they develop us as people.
2: Absolutely, right. Michael Cropper, yes, the judge.
4: Yes. Um, fighting for your friends. I remember it was much easier to have close friends in junior high and high school. Uh, back then, <coughs> when you didn't have a serious relationship with a, a lady or a girl. We focused on each other. I mean, i go, I mentioned in class that we had, uh, I had a very best friend that we hung out all the time. He was in band with me in middle school, high school. And I'd go pick him up and we'd go drink coast, do whatever, and vice versa. He'd come pick me up. And I can remember that with uh, a lot of fondness. And uh, even in uh, to college, we were still good friends. Um, but as you get older, as you develop r- relationships with, your your soon to be wife or wife whenever you get married, uh, men have difficulty keeping up those friendships and providing the amount of time they need for it. Steve, you're absolutely right you, on you, and forcing the time. Do you, Do you think that's also because of
3: shared experience? That oh no, it's easier to develop yes. the friendships early on because. Well, yeah, early that, on we have more shared experience. Well,
2: that's what I was uh, sharing uh, about as well. It's formative experiences. And anytime you go through a crisis, it builds community, whereas wealth builds walls. But the thing about it is, is that men, when they marry women, uh, they marry the woman that they see. Whereas women marry men based on the man of the future. This is how this man is going to be. And my wife, and like I shared before doesn't particularly like my friends and she doesn't think that uh, my friends are a good influence on me and you know the funny thing is my other friends' wives aren't crazy about me because they don't think I'm a good influence on on their husbands so I I guess it's just the uh, uh, the control that the women have when you're married it's difficult to keep your friends and your wife, plain and simple.
4: Well, they seem for me. That, uh, that's a good point. It, they seem to establish and they yield a, a control over us on who our friends are.
2: Absolutely, our is
4: not happy if our wife is not happy. That's right, and, and it's it's very true. <laughs> that, that is and, true. And, and, and happy my wife, my entire for thirty two years. And my ex had a couple friends that were not good for our relationship. Right. Period. And, and, and another comment you made earlier that's so important. In fact, you made it many times, Bill. And that's simply women will carve out the time for their relationships. They, many of them keep their high school buddies. They keep their middle school buddies. And they force <coughs> a time and cut it out. Where men, we go on, we'll go, we'll, we'll do what we need to do at the time we need to do it. And we will not necessarily carve out the time, like Steve says, to keep up with our high school friends and our middle school friends. Or we run into the second problem, and that's simply that our spouses do not like our friends. Do
2: not approve. I'm, I'm, I'm
4: going to throw something out, because you mentioned this the other day. Uh, and I think it's,
1: it's somewhat of the norm. Um, you're not the only man who said, my wife doesn't like the friends I have. No. And I wonder now. I'm not necessarily in that situation myself, but I wonder because these friends are from the past. There's there's experience there. There's kind of before marriage and after marriage. Yes. And <laughs> I, I'm right. and, and I like sure. that Why is a time. T- now, now the into what you and just AM said. Love. Your women, which I think there's a lot to that. Women yes. marry marry as an investment. They want. They're marrying who you're going to be in ten years down right. the line, yes. um, and they're marrying you for your potential. Your the friends from college are an anchor. You don't to want, your he past. want you going back there, right? right. Um, one way or another, maybe maybe not consciously, um, but that's and, and that there is a there is a friction. There's 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 friction there, but I I also know that there is. Um, this expectation, this almost a social expectation that when you know the, the guys the guys joke about it at bachelor parties. We're never going to see Kyle again. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I mean, I I it's it's Kyle, or we're never going to see Robert again. <laughs> right. 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 And right, because right. They joke, but because the true. idea is, is that <coughs> once, once you get married, you're now you're now moving into the. You service, to her. And, and yes, and and and, we talk, and, and, well, and right. generally, and and what happens is, is, is the the wife manages the social life. So right. you will you will hang out with her friends or or the the friends the people you meet mutually. Mm-hmm. And or the friend she approves of, or the fr- and and uh, <laughs> and you do more things as, as couples. And um, my my point being is that the the the, the for my, most men, their strongest their strongest male friendships predate their marriages, and they're often pressured to give that up. Yes. Um, yeah. One way or another, or even, even if right. they just slowly <laughs> fade
0: away. It's, they, uh, yeah. it's even if <laughs> in and, the and, pressure. Uh, and, and, it, and I was going to
3: say, I don't think my wife disapproved of me and my friends from college. High school didn't really run into any of them. Uh, I, I kind of cut off mm-hmm. quick when I left high school. Uh, but it was more the fade away. Mm-hmm. You know, we do still keep in touch with with my two best friends from college. We do still, matter of fact, Mm -hmm. we gave he his house flooded, and due to our work commitments, we couldn't help them much. But we gave him a respite. I gave my U of H tickets for a game, Right, so they could go. Well, uh, all right, Kyle, go uh, ahead and take the big question here.
0: The the big question here is, you know, really, how do we as mature men? Build relationships now with friends and get out right. of the rut that we've been driving in for so long. You know, and it seems like at this table the statements are fairly similar. You know, today, and you know, I, I think you know some of it. Some of it stems, you know, like I know for myself, my last best friend, if you would, um, passed away kind of suddenly. He, we knew he was ill, but. Was getting better and then all of a sudden he wasn't. You know, uh, and it was one of those guys that you could talk to any time of the day or night uh, about any topic or whatever. And, you know, I know for myself, some of us just guarding, you know, guarding your own heart because, you know, that hurt, that stinks. You know, when you lose somebody, you know, way before they should, you know, we've probably all experienced that with someone in our lives, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and so some of it is just guarding to, you know, make sure that I don't get hurt again, uh, in the future, you know, but, you know, there's often times as well when we lose a friend or whatever that the book talks about, you know, there's generally a reason for that, okay? Um, maybe you did something, maybe they did something, whatever, you know? I can remember a lot of times, one of my best friends wasn't a best friend until we romped on the ground for a while, you know, throwing swings, you know, and then all of a sudden you're best buds, you know, um, but that also reminds us there's conflict in friendship, you know, yes. um, that you're always going to butt heads, you know, and that's half the fun but, of but this type of class
1: the, here. The, the
3: the other thing is, though, the butting heads is good to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Because it brings you the other and and a true friend, you, you know, will cause you to stop and think for a minute. You know, not always. You know, it, it talks about being a strong encourager. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. But a true friend will also sit down with you and talk it out. Um, one of the guys that I am really good friends with at work. You know, he actually sat down and talked to me from my former job as I was making the transition. And he kind of played the devil's advocate a little bit with me. You know, about look what all you're leaving, you know, kind of a thing versus what are you going to? You know, and I think some of that, a true friend, it takes a true friend to really do that, to confront you, to talk with you, and to be, you use a guy term in your face about it. Because sometimes you know, let's all be honest. We all we need that occasionally, you know. We need sometimes we do need the guy to come up and slap us upside the head and say, "Hey, look, pay attention."
0: Well, that's because we're usually boneheads. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. A lot of times, yeah. The white Crumb is not the But here,
2: but here's the thing: so. we we may be a bonehead, but we may have a reason for something, doing something that may look bonehead to somebody, but we can handle it, okay? Like the poem said, there's a poem that says, uh, Don't lead me, I may not follow. Don't follow, I may not lead. Just walk beside me and be my friend. And that poem has kind of stuck with me my life because here's the thing. One of the important things about it is Friends don't try to change friends. The whole reason why they're your friend, the vast majority of the time, is because they readily accept you as you.
4: And they like you.
2: And they like you for some reason or another. Okay? Mm -hmm. What makes some of those bonds even better is for, like me playing on sports teams, or being in the military. Some of those guys are still some of my best friends. And some of the ones that we went through formative years, like Kyle talking about. And I shared this story before, where when I went into middle school, I got in a fight with a kid the first five days of middle school because he was making fun of my pants. thing about it is, I was the new kid in the school. But nobody was going to stand up for me. So I stood up for myself. I still see that guy every reunion. And I tell him, without you, I would not be me. Because that was a formative moment in my personality. Was I going to stand up to the bully? Or was I just going to sit there and take it? by rising up to that challenge and handling it it changed the way that I've lived my life and he has become a friend because of it so I believe there really is two ways because they either agree with you and you just get along or it is crisis or shared heightened moments of bonding when you're you know when you're together doing having an altercation or something that kind of stuff is what bonds men whereas with women the i mean if you if you're willing to talk to them they're your friend <laughs> whereas men it seems like it has to be something shared you have to have the same values or I mean just get some along kind of shared experience. some kind, or or exactly or going through a crisis together for that kind of bonding
0: well you know in the book it talked about the uh, the gazelle you know of course we've all seen the what do you say the compelling scene on you know animal planet and the mm-hmm. tall grass is blowing and there's the <laughs> herd and you know, there's a predator sitting in the, you know, in the wings, just lurking. And that one little gazelle, not paying him real attention. <laughs> there you go. I'm Thanks for the sound I'm effects. Just you know. out I'm just out here having grass. I'm a gazelle grass. and I'm really fast and I got
3: I'm these really cool play, horns. I'm like at this moment. Yes, yeah, so. exactly.
0: So, <laughs> you know, then all <laughs> of a sudden, bam, you know, uh, He attacks, the gazelles, you know, taken down pretty easily. Um, But here's the problem, Kyle, though.
2: The vast majority of men that are here or are listening to the podcast, they're not the gazelles. They're the lions. They're the lion that's out there hunting.
4: Yeah, our wives are the the lions. Oh, uh, yeah. Play the so, does the the all Right. right <laughs> all
0: right As far as the book, he was trying to make a point here. Uh, you know, he
2: was it, trying to make a point about packs. I don't know any man that runs in a. Well, pack. there,
1: there's the point I think to, to to jump on. But that's that's that is I think what what um, Perkins is getting at here. Um, that. You're, the, the message you're getting from all around you, including the church, is that you're supposed to be independent. You're supposed to be the Gary Cooper. Uh, right. You're supposed yeah. to be the hero. You're supposed to be the guy who goes out. And we, we talk about that a lot. Right. He's say, this is his counterculture moment. He's saying, no, um, you're not really supposed to be out there all by yourself. In fact, that can be deadly. Right. He's saying you've got to be in the group, which is which is really countercultural because it is it, it, and, he, and he doesn't play it up too much. But but yes, that's how it, that your reaction exactly is how you know the guys out there who are listening to this. Wait a minute, I'm this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be the guy who's who's managing everything. Um, it, but but look, you know, that's and he's saying that way that way can create problems because you start you don't know you you you. you Get away from your need to depend on people.
0: Right, well, I mean, back in the olden days, I mean, you were a communal Mm -hmm. society. We're designed to be that. We're not as much anymore. And certainly when it comes down to just guys, you know, um, it's just the way that we've become, you know. uh, We are stronger when we're together because you bounce ideas Mm -hmm. and everything else. If you just have your own mind, you only have one way of thinking, you know. And so, to me, I think that's what he was trying to say: is you know, staying with the pack, um, not necessarily thinking <clears throat> like the pack. I mean, not exactly. not necessarily mean exactly. they, right.
1: conforming. Into, but he basically, he, he's. I mean, he illustrates this toward the end with the linking arms. That I think is the is the, the,
2: the takeaway. Well, and, right. and, and and in all honesty, that is what I really like about this man up. This is one hour, well actually with the podcast it's two hours a week that we get to be in and talk about topics and put the man spin on it because I guarantee this I talk with you guys on this podcast and in the class about things I don't talk with anybody else. Right. Nobody else. It's like the barrels, we're always working on the barrels
0: but we're never working on what's inside.
4: Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, and to let the listeners know what Steve was referring to, the uh, the author was saying that during one of his seminars, uh, towards the end, he got the four biggest guys in the room or whatever, and had them stand just side by side, and he'd walk up and just kind of lightly shove them against the chest. Guys would step backwards, gain their uh, balance, and you know they're fine. Uh, then he would have them link arms and like the Red Rover games, you know, see if you can break through. And the four big old guys linked together is a big immovable wall, you know. And so again, bonding together is stronger, you know.
4: And the thing here it, it is not only true in our physical life, but also in our spiritual battles as well. Right. Agree. Yeah, I was, I was,
3: I was fixing to go into one of one of my favorite books is Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Life Together, mm-hmm. and it's the story that he wrote of the confessing church seminary in Nazi Germany that he ran just prior to World War II. And he talked about how building that Christian community together, and it was all men, because it was basically a seminary for men, of how they were able to bond and share their faith and could accomplish more things. That particular group of men ended up leading Germany spiritually after World War II. They were pretty much all the ones who the ones who survived? Unfortunately, several died during the war, but they were the ones who led the German people after World War II and pretty much reestablished the Lutheran Church in Germany, because the Lutheran Church was highly corrupted by not by the Nazis during World War II. But having that shared community of faith, and and I think that's one of the things there's there's community of guys like Bill talk about, you know, sports teams, military. And that does bring men together and bond them. But the only thing, and I'm going to use our group as a great example, the only thing all of us have in common, we have some other ancillary things. You know, Steve and I both love Marvel movies and Star Wars. Kyle and I both have worked in the insurance world for a while. You know, Bill and I just like entertainment junk. But, uh, you know, Mike, you and I... Mike's a guy. Yeah, Mike's a lawyer. But, But the thing is outside of some very ancillary contacts right right and I'm talking really ancillary here there is nothing that would bring us together besides our faith
2: yes right absolutely
3: and that's the piece that that in addition to having that I think fighting for your friends one of the things you have to put first is your faith as a part of that
2: well that can and and, deeper and, and and that's a great point. And and I bring this up to my kids all the time as I'm coming through church, and I've obviously been a member of this church for many, many years. And I know a lot of people very well in this church. I've served on different committees with them, been in different classes, volunteered on different projects with them. But like I tell my children, if it was not for the opportunities in this church, I would not meet these people. Mm -hmm. The only people that I meet during the day is people I either, A, work with, who I'm just thrown into, or B, are my clients to sell to. That is it. There's no like-mindedness, okay? Okay. But when you get in a community of faith and you pick, you consciously pick the faith that you are observing, you are going to be around like-minded people. And it should give you the opportunity to build community quickly. Because by walking in the door repeatedly, you have some same shared values. That's what it's about. And that should help us. It should make us less of an island instead of more of an
0: island. Right. Well, the book went into uh, some friendship traits uh, that were pretty interesting. So he says your first friendship trait was a focused listener. And, you know, it is... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what was that? Well
3: and, and, and I'm just gonna laugh because he talks about the <clears throat> I, the far side cartoon that I'll share and oh, those are great. Yeah, yeah that well this okay, one's hilarious. Because yeah. the dog is, you know, he's leaning up the window, you know, driving down the road and he sees a friend of his at the at the uh, side the and he yells out at him, Biff, Biff, guess what? I'm going to the post office, and after we're done, I'm going to the vet to be tutored. (laughs) And obviously the dog didn't hear. Didn't
0: hear, right. (laughs) Classic not paying attention. Yeah. Well,
3: and and the other thing that I'm going to, and we'll come back to the friends, but what was one of the things when we talked about fight for your family, what was one of the things (laughs) you're supposed to be doing for your spouse? Listening, listening. Well, and that goes
0: for all relationships. Yes, I and mean, that's the point: um, is to be a good listener. Um, you know, if you're cognizant of what's going on around you because you're paying attention, then you can help in the ways that matter the most. I know? can tell you this: what's helped me in sales
2: more than anything else was this, and I I think it'll help you in life too. Instead of being interesting. Be interested. We work so hard and concentrate on ourselves to make ourselves interesting. However, if you're interested in that other person, you're building rapport, and you're going to find a way to help that person. That person will become your friend if you're interested a lot quicker than if you're just Interesting.
3: Cicero, an ancient Greek philosopher, wrote that we have been given two ears and one mouth.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So that
3: we may listen more and talk less.
0: Right. Well, and you know, most guys, whether they're hurting or whatever, they just need something, they need a friend to just sit there, whatever that is. Most of you aren't going to go, oh, by the way, I need something, and wave your hand around wildly, you know, to draw attention you're going to say it under your breath. You're going to be thinking it. You're just going to have a you know that look on your face. Whatever. And that's some of that listening technique as well. You know, because of course listening is not just about hearing. You know, it's about observing the person and mannerisms and facial expression and everything else. And if you're totally absorbed with yourself, you'll miss something. You know, um... I can tell you for myself, I've been involved in a million conversations, found myself not paying any attention, and they just asked that $100,000 question, and I had no clue what the question was, mm-hmm. to even answer, just, huh, or he just <laughs> built his guts out, you know, and he just laid it all out there, and you weren't paying enough attention, well, he's never going to go over it again. Yeah, At I think I will have the Coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or,
3: or the other the other part of it is we wander what like you're talking about in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or the other part of it is we hear the first five words he said <laughs> and our brain goes into what do I need to do to help him slash fix it? Right.
0: Yeah. And of course we do that again with the wives oh, and yeah. everything oh, yeah. else. You know, and guilty as no. Um it's it's the same thing with us. You know, sometimes we wanna fix it. We just want you to listen to the problem. And so it comes back to the same thing. Well, that,
4: that's the difference, <coughs> a very big difference between men and women. Right. When we're sharing, mm-hmm. we're looking, usually, we're looking for an answer. and, and Or advice. Other men. Absolutely. Right. Ad, advice. Which is right.
0: your way of working on your solution to mm-hmm. the problem. Right. So that's you why know.
4: we're always seeking a remedy for what our wives, or girlfriends, or whoever it is, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. gives us a problem, whatever mm-hmm. they present to a set of facts, and we're always looking to fix it. So that's... Uh, and then what you said is they're not looking for an answer to fix the problem. They're looking for sympathy, someone who will listen yeah. intently mm-hmm. and show that they are listening. Right. Is, validation. I mean, they, valid- they, have, they, have they have validate that's the good word. Word. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a very that's good really. That, that's really yeah, That's yes That word.
1: Definitely means you basically say, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, uh, basically, that that you know that they're they know they're not the only one feeling like this. That. Right, <laughs> that's right.
4: Yeah.
0: You know, so the uh, second uh, friendship trait that he brings up is to be a big, uh, big league encourager. Um, you know, again, this is a crucial part. You know, Bill, you always say you're the the encourager, and that's your natural given talent. And you know, if all we ever hear is that other side of it, the negative you're going to start to believe it you know um. Well you know I took my <coughs> spiritual gifts
2: test and I scored high in encouraging is that that was uh, encouraging and then also leadership but my lowest was in mercy. So I'll encourage you to do something, but if you fail, I'll have no mercy on no <laughs> no so you. No matter what. Yeah, yeah.
0: What no know. mercy on <laughs> you. You're know, right. You know, as far as when we talk about encouraging, no one ever stands on the sideline and says, you know, you don't have enough to do it. You know, you might as well just sit down and take five. Right. You know, you're always yelling, go, go faster, you got this, whatever, you know. And, and so that's such a crucial part, you know, if if we're going down the negative like I said, you'll start, to, you'll start to believe that, and we have to totally avoid that concept. I think the thing about uh, encouraging
2: is that you have to, you can't just be a blanket encourager, you know. Uh, you, can't, you can't see a guy who's getting ready to cross a busy street and just say, yeah, just go, just go. You'll make it. Come on. No, no, no you have to be someone that is encouraging but you're you're making an assessment of risk and whether that person can accomplish it and then encourage, and giving them the little extra umph be it direction or guidance to get them to move towards that destination or that action. But people that are blanket encouragers I think help nobody. But if you're a real encourager, what you're doing is you're, you're taking that person and what their desires and their goals are and you're helping them achieve something that they really want. You're not just encouraging them just to do anything, but you're actually helping their life. And I think that's the
0: difference. That's being a focused encourager. Yeah, mindful, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Um, you know, his last uh, friendship trait that he brings up in the book is uh, being a courageous risk taker. You know, because in all relationships, there's definitely risk, um, you know, risk of being hurt whatever uh, <clears throat> you know and it's always easier just to let something go you know but there are plenty of things in life that are worth fighting for you know the thing to generally remember is that the people that typically hurt us or hurt us the worst is the closest people to us you know it's, it's your family and your friends you know and we have to be able to push past that sometimes You know, because if you're gonna allow every hurt from every person, you're not gonna have anybody. You're gonna be alone, you know? Because eventually, everybody around you is generally gonna hurt you in one way or another, big or small. And, you know, so going after friends and making sure to to fight for those friendships is definitely gonna be a risk, you know? But we do have to band together, you know, to make sure that we're all okay in the world. And when we're not, we gotta stick by each other's side and make sure we get home safely. You know, it goes to that, uh, well, the military concept of, uh, you know, no man left behind. Right. You know, um, I've always been that guy, I've always felt that way. It was one of the reasons I went into the military, you know, that the camaraderie of it is just different in the military for some reason. You know, see, I'd never been south of Indiana.
2: That's why I went to the military. (laughs) I I, I needed to travel, man. I needed to get off the hog farm. But uh, I I think this is a really good study as we wind it up here. I want to go around the room and get some final comments. But the dynamic has changed so much uh, in our life. And we have oftentimes, and I live in a subdivision, I have more in common with people that I'm either in a group in or a Facebook friend of than a lot of my neighbors. That's kind of sad. I have less in common with people that live next door to me than people that live a half a world away. But, that's one of the powers of church and faith. And that's getting in, involved in a community of believers that share the same basic values as you. And that's your in to be a connected man of faith. Kyle, you have any more? <coughs> Wind up this
0: lesson here. What's our takeaway? Well, you know, You've got to spend the time, just like everything else, you know. Um, And I I think it was you, Mike, that said, you know, that, uh, or one of you guys, that we just don't spend the time. It's so easy to get wrapped up in everything else. and
4: Put it off a day.
0: uh, I thought when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I'll go out and have lunch with them next week. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. I was thinking about it. A buddy of mine, um, we were supposed to go have a drink after work just get together and chat for an hour you know and something come up at his work and we put it off that's probably been two months
4: yeah
0: you know and it's so easy you know and of course they say time flies as you know you you get older you know bill how how fast is it going for you?
3: Um. Well, I can use so, my clock as a fan at this moment. <laughs> <so>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, and, yeah. and especially when you change jobs or yeah. you have kids or you just get married, and, you know, you're in that newlywed phase, and so it is so easy to, you know, let the people, the other people in your lives, slip away. Right. And this lesson is supposed to remind us that it's one of those things in our life that is worth fighting for. Mike, your takeaway from yeah, this,
4: I, Judge. Uh, the thing I, I remember, and, and one good thing I can say this about men is friends that I've had in the past, if I run across them after 20 years, it's like there has been no time oh, yeah. between. That's Absolutely. one thing about men. We can run into somebody and, and we're, we still remember the friendship and the love for our fellow man as if it was yesterday. Agreed. And, and, and Agreed. Now, mm-hmm. regarding the, the authors, lesson for us and and what he's encouraged us to do is realize folks uh, we've talked about this in our past lessons if you've been listening to podcasts we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle whether it's for our impression of the world around us, whether it's for uh, loss of family members as you mentioned earlier, sadness, depression, whatever it is and what the author wants you to know is that Having a close friend now is worth its weight in gold and it's worth fighting for. To have someone you can call up and talk to or you can go spend a time, an hour or two hours with, whether it's having a drink or just just chatting and looking for advice when you're in a spiritual depression or you're in a spiritual funk. Right. That, that is his guidance and so I think it's very important what he's saying.
2: Right, right. Mr. Steve.
4: On well,
1: uh, page 110. Uh, he writes under the under the friendship trait of courageous risk takers. Second paragraph: self self-absorption, and passivity restrict our ability to take relational uh, risks. Uh, passivity again. This, passivity has come up in almost every chapter, yeah. uh, either directly the word, and and I think that's thematically that's running through this whole book about the battle, a battle against passivity. The, the temptation to just take a deep breath and uh, forget it. <laughs> it's too much trouble. And yes, some days it does seem like too much trouble, and that's why it's a battle. That's why it's a battle. Uh, you have to... It, it, the, the hardest job is to get moving, but if you don't move, you're just gonna go... <laughs> it's self-evidential. You're gonna, just gonna go nowhere. Nowhere in your relationships, nowhere in your faith. Um, and that's just like everything else, it, it's it. It comes down to really being taking active responsibility, uh, and and Perkins goes into saying why this is important. And I think you tell every man that the family is important, his identity is important. I I really think this chapter is important because most men don't think their friendships are that important. Mm oh
2: good point
1: and, um, yeah, and, and they think it's okay well I've got everything else going for uh, I don't see Bill that often so oh well but like you know I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pass off my my that, that drink but yes and 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 that really deserves to be thought about um, your friendships are important and the investment you make in them are important
2: excellent yep. professor your takeaway from this
0: lesson
3: can't really top that um, yeah.
0: That was pretty that, solid. Yeah, that's that okay. solid. We're, that,
4: We're, right. gonna yeah. Stop that. yeah. We're gonna make Steve go last. That, yeah. <laughs> that's, right, that's right, right. So <laughs> yeah. next week,
0: uh, next week battle for a strong faith.
3: Well and and ahead, I, I just read one note and I was gonna mention this, that we've talked five battles so far. We've talked about fighting through the pain, fighting for your family, fighting for your friends, you know, yeah. personal holiness. Yes none of those battles matter if you don't get the last battle right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's going to be the key for next week is right. figuring out how do you make that because that's the first, second, third, so on and so on, and last battle you have to win every day right. is the one yeah. we're going to talk about next week.
2: Right. <clears throat> and my takeaway from that is this. Uh, from... Fighting for your friends, and it's very simple. To have a friend, all you have to do is to be a friend. And, I'm, and for you men out there that have no idea how to get one, I give you five words. All you have to do, and just you, you practice in a mirror. Go up, hi. My name is blank. And you don't have to say blank. <laughs> for me, I would say hi. My name is Bill. And then, believe me, you can go from there. <clears throat> this has been Man Up. This is a oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. <clears throat> you can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We have a Facebook page at Man-Up. And I want to make a plug for josh kangley and the seven principles of success podcast show it's on uh itunes it's also on soundcloud and you can get a hold of him at hello my name is josh.com he wants and to he's, be your friend he wants that's right he, wants, <laughs> hello, there you go. he wants to be your friend and he's the one that interviewed kyle and you can get uh, you can listen to that uh <clears throat> on behalf of man up my name is bill cox And invite you to get involved in a Bible-based church. Go to a men's only adult Bible fellowship for Sunday school. And if there isn't one, start one. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Man Up.
1: You've got answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
2: Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men.
1: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place.
2: You can contact us on Facebook under man up post questions and we'll answer them right here on the man up podcast.